Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblade. afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. So, uh, yeah, here in the UK some stuff has happened, um, but we're not here to talk about that. So instead let's discuss an iconic Sega game franchise. In the early years of the Mega Drive, one game was released, which I'm pretty sure that a lot of you will have, pl will have uh, heard of and quite a lot of you probably have played at one point or another. That was, in fact, Golden Axe. Uh, released originally in the arcades in 1989, the home console version came out towards the end of that year. Since then there have been a number of Golden Axe sequels and spin-offs, uh, which is what we'll be talking about here. So. Most of you will probably be aware of Golden Axe 1 and 2, so instead I'm going to talk about one of the slightly less well-known uh, part of that franchise, which is Golden Axe 3. And that was released for the Mega Drive in 1993, but never got outside of Japan. Sort of. It was available for those in North America through the Sega Channel service, but... Well, I've talked about the Sega Channel before, so check out my episode on that if you want a few more details. While this game did increase the number of available characters to four, none of the original characters make a return, except for Gilius who shows up as an NPC. Your warriors are the swordsman Kane. Uh, well, his name is Kane Grinder, which is just... has interesting connotations in the modern day. The next one is called a swordswoman named Sarah Barn, a giant called Browd Cragger, and a panther beast man called Kronos Evil Late. I'm concerned about that last one. Uh, going back to my earlier comment about Axe Battler and Tyrus Flare not appealing, appearing in Golden Axe 3, the Sega Channel localization did in fact rename Kane and Sarah to Axe and Tyrus respectively. So if you can manage to get hold of that version, good luck with that, you can play uh, Golden Axe 3 with uh, two of the original characters. <laughs> Jamie's just like Kane Grinder and a smiley face. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, it has connotations, doesn't it? Anyway, let's have some music. So I just need a drink because my throat's very dry. Uh, so from Golden Axe 3, we've got Caves of Crystal. And then our first request for tonight. I've had a lot of requests coming in today. Thank you for everybody who sent them. Uh, we've got from Golden Axe The Jewel, um, the Saturn version, Keel, that was requested by Electric Boogaloo. So I'll be back after this music break to talk a bit more about the gameplay of Golden Axe 3. So enjoy this music break and I'll speak to you after this.
And that was Golden Axe The Jewel Keel, requested by Electric Boogaloo. And then before that, we had from Golden Axe 3 Caves of Crystal. Uh, people in the Discord chat are talking about the various Golden Axe games that they've played. Um, I've played the first and second on the Mega Drive. I've only played the second one to completion. Um, I have played another one, but I can't remember which one it was. It might be the Jewel, actually, but I played it on emulation, so I can't remember. Um, the Jewel's actually got a pretty popular soundtrack. I had two requests for tracks from uh, from the Jewel. Um, so, let's talk a bit about uh, Golden Axe 3's gameplay. The gameplay itself harkens back to the first game by reintroducing a few features that were removed in Golden Axe 2. Uh, such as the gnomes who carry magic potions and food. Uh, the magic system is pretty reminiscent of the one from the first game, where you need to collect a certain number of potions to use different tiers of magic, and once activated it uses all of your potions. Unlike the book system that was used in the second game, where you could kind of decide how many of the books that you wanted to use, um, and you'd have some, so you could have some left over for later. There is an increase in the moves available to each character, such as Barood being able to perform an air slam throw, while Kronos and Sarah have a double jump and wall jump. You'll also find that each of the heroes has a special moves which fires a projectile across the screen, so you can damage things at range. Though in the case of Kronos, he leaps across the screen in an unstoppable lunging attack. I imagine that can be a bit hazardous if there happens to be a bottomless pit in the way. The game also includes different branching paths, similar to the Golden Axe arcade game Revenge of Death Adder. Although unlike the arcade game, these levels do not loop on themselves, so you'll have a unique path depending on the route you choose, instead of revisiting levels which you had previously missed. The main drawback from including all of these extras was that the graphics took a major hit, leading to the backgrounds appearing fairly drab and the sprites less detailed in comparison to the previous two games, which probably contributed to its lack of a wider release outside of Japan, apart from the aforementioned Sega Channel release. Uh, Don't saying they played Golden Axe on the Master System and also Golden Axe Warrior. I might be talking about that later. There is a possibility. Uh, Jamie's saying they want to check out Golden Axe Warrior. Um, I can probably pick that up at some point because we do now have a master system. Although I do need to get around to doing the uh, the mod that um, removes the RF and replaces it with the composite, because I am not playing a game on a composite on a, a RF connector in the year 2022. That's just insane. <laughs> Uh, Nicholas Mad saying we love the jewel here. Certainly bottomless pits are never hazardous. I've never seen a hazard sign marking them. <laughs> uh, Jamie's wondering if Golden X3 used any of the extra buttons for the six button controller. I don't know. That's a worthy question. If anybody knows the answer to that, uh, please let us know. Uh, let's have some more music then. So, uh, the second of our requests from Golden Axe the Jewel, uh, this one is requested by our demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist, Nicholas Haman, and it is green. And after that, uh, another request we have from Golden Axe 2, Castle Gates, and that one was requested by Jamie. And after this, we're going to move on to the Master System. So, 
have listened to this and uh, let me know what you think and I'll be back after this. Afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. This is Nicolas Aman, the demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist, and you're listening to The Hidden Palace.
And we are back! And that was Golden Axe 2 Castle Gates, requested by Jamie. And before that, Golden Axe The Jewel, Saturn version, Green, requested by Nicholas Haman. And we're just generally chatting about the Master System in the uh, Discord chat. Um, Electropical is saying that they would like to get hold of the original model of the Master System, uh, because it has snail maze on it, and also uh, you can use a composite connector instead of having to go through RF. Or mod it if you've got a Master System 2. Uh, but the the Master System 2 is really iconic in the UK because it seemed like everyone and their dog had one um, back in the 80s and the early 90s. Uh, I think partially because it was cheaper than the NES and because the original model of the NES, when it was sold over here, um, the I think it was Mattel who was supposed to do the distribution, and they binned it, so nobody could get hold of one for years and years, so the Master System outsold it. And Electrobiggle is saying that the Master System 2 is the least common in America, because the platform was near death when the model came out. As opposed to Brazil, where you can still get them. Like, brand new in box. Brazil's a strange place. Moving on. Uh, now, taking a look at some spin-offs, we actually need to move over to the aforementioned Master System for our next game, called Golden Axe Warrior, released in 1991. Instead of using the side-scrolling beat-em-up style of the original games, uh, this sees you playing in a more Legend of Zelda style, with an overhead view uh, where you play as a hero that can that you can give your own name to, and you had to visit various labyrinths to recover the nine crystals stolen from your country to try and put a stop to Death Adder, who is apparently a giant in this game. Okay then. Similarly to Legend of Zelda, you have health in the form of hearts, though the currency in this game is horns. I, I like deer horns, I guess. Instead of the more typical coins or the rupees from Legend of Zelda. As you progress, you'll obtain new weapons, armors, and items, which will allow you to survive longer, fight harder, and open up previously inaccessible areas to let you progress. Sounding increasingly Legend of Zelda-ish here. Although it's not the only Sega game that did use this formula. You'll also find that as you traverse the overworld map and through dungeons, enemies will pop up and wander around. Again, much like Legend of Zelda. Uh, saying my master system is the first one with Safari Hunt and Hang On in the BIOS. Uh, there's a Master System 2 in France that replaces RF with RGB because of SECAM as a thing. Um, I assume it, so it can be converted to SCART pretty easily, I assume. Or actually is SCART, because that would be pretty awesome. Uh, Dan's saying, I was playing uh, Live Alive. I don't know how to say that game. I'm going to go with Live Alive for now. Uh, for the first time recently, I called the cowboy character Alex the Kid for a laugh. I didn't know the game adds the dash kid to your name, so I ended up calling Alex the Kid the Kid. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, there's a good article on it. Uh, ooh, I'll have a look at that later. Thank you, Electric Boogaloo. Let's have some more music then. 
Uh, so from Golden Axe Warrior, we have Overworld, requested by Electric Boogaloo again. And then, because I fancied some Sid Chip niceness, we have from Golden Axe C64, Battlefield.
And that was uh, Golden Axe Commodore 64 Battlefield. And before that we had from Golden Axe Warrior Overworld. Uh, both of those seem to have uh, inspired some nostalgia in um, our Discord chat. <laughs> and apparently the American copy of um, Golden Axe Warrior goes for over three figures in the US. Uh, apparently it's a sought-after title, not only because it was the one of the last American Sega Master System games to be released, but also because it's a Sega-like, a Zelda-like RPG that's actually pretty good. So that tends to bump up the price a bit. Um, apparently even importing a PAL copy is pretty expensive. Wow. Yeah, Electric Boogaloo has a lot of... Um, Interesting Sega knowledge. Uh, could probably do my, my job better than me. <laughs> uh, but I'll do the very best I can to keep you all entertained and educated. So we're going to move on uh, to talking about uh, other games that have similarities with Legend of Zelda in the uh, Golden Axe series. Because next up we have Axe Battler, A Legend of Golden Axe. And this is a Game Gear game, released, also released in 1991, and you play as Axe Battler, gasp, as he seeks to reclaim the Golden Axe which had been stolen by Death Adder's evil army. You start out your adventure in the castle of the king who originally hidden the Golden Axe, and visually it looks pretty similar to Golden Axe Warrior with the same overhead style view. Although you can interact with NPCs to get information on where to go and a few bits of lore and world building. Searching through the various towns, you'll often find inns where you can rest for a price and they will restore health. You can also find trainers that let you learn special abilities such as high jump and a password hut where you can get a password to keep your progress because there's no other means of saving the game because there's no battery backup system. Once you're out of the towns, you keep the same overhead view while on the map. But you will then have to contend with random encounters which pull you into a side-scrolling platform action screen where you face up against an enemy. You'll go through the same style of screen when entering a special landmark like a cave or a castle. So far actually kind of resembling uh, the second Zelda game on the NES. The cave and castles involve more platforming and ends with you collecting an item which will allow you to open up areas, progressing you further through the game. When you defeat your opponents in the random encounters, you are rewarded, not with gold or other riches or items, but with potions you'd use for magic in the first Golden Axe game. These are referred to as vases. Not only are these used for magic, which you can access through the start menu, but they're also the currency that you use to pay for knights at the inn. The magics that you can use are Earth, which deals 1 damage and costs 2 vases, Thunder, which deals 2 damage and costs 4 vases, and Fire, which deals 4 damage and costs 8 vases. Um, Multiclass Geek is agreeing with me that it does sound uh, similar to uh, Adventure of Link, which was... When I saw the screenshots of this and um, uh, saw the gameplay description, it was immediately what sprang to mind. Uh, I don't know if it's quite as annoying as Adventure of Link, though. So let's have some more music, shall we? 
So I've got uh, requested by Pocket Aleri. We have from Axe Battler and Legend of Golden Axe the Wilderness theme. I managed to not play too much Wilderness in this episode. Thank you, thankfully. Uh, and after that, we've actually got a RKO remix of uh, the Golden Axe Rock Metal cover. So I hope you enjoy these, and I'll be back after this music break for the Chip Tune Corner.
And we are back! And that was uh, from RKO Remix. I'm gonna give this a go. Vagelis Papadopoulos, Golden Axe Rock Metal Cover. Uh, do check out RKO Remix, it's a great site. And before that, we had from Axe Battler, A Legend of Golden Axe, a Wilderness, requested by Pocket Aleri. And apparently, Jamie was actually enjoying playing Golden Axe Beast Rider. I got nothing. I got nothing. I literally covered that sh that game on one of my like really terrible video games episodes. So okay, let's move on to Scripture Corner, shall we? Now, some of you will probably remember me mentioning that my hometown of Sheffield has a semi-regular chiptune night called Steel City Chiptune. The organizer happens to be a chiptune musician in his own right. He performs with the help of a pair of Game Boy Advances. It goes under the name of Harley Likes Music, and he specialises in fast-paced tunes that try and get the party started. You can find his work on his Bandcamp, which I will place a music uh, a link to in the chat once I find the right place. Where is it? Oh, dear. Uh. I'm having issues, there we go. No, that's not right. Ah! There we go. Right. There we go. So, Harley Rain, aka Harley Likes Music, has got several albums and EPs on there, so I recommend that you check him out. And this is from his EP called Thundershock. Um, and it's the title track for this particular EP. Uh, I am actually going to be at doing a DJ set at a Steel City Chiptune evening in November. I'll talk about that more a bit closer to the time, but uh, if you fancy listening to my DJ set and you're close by, please do come along. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to record that set and we'll have another one of my DJ sets broadcasted like with my Kitacon set. We'll see. But for now, here we have from Harley Likes Music, Thundershock. Enjoy, let me know what you think, and I'll be back after this to close out the show.
and we are back. And that was Harley Likes Music's Thundershock. Hmm? What? I wasn't talking to you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still doing a show, remember? <laughs> sorry, guys. Are you feeling okay? I apologise for my husband. He's having a moment, apparently. Uh, so, thank you everybody for tuning in today. Uh, make sure that you stay tuned for SNS with Gavi, which is apparently a request roulette episode. And yes, that is indeed Grey 4. He is being special. Uh, tomorrow, though, is going to be shenanigans with the LMC block and, of course, Se Rexy's Sega Mixer Drive. As usual, the full schedule is available on the Radio Sega website. If you have any ideas for topics for me to cover on the Hidden Palace, you can contact me via Twitter, where I'm at Blazing Skies, on Discord, where I'm Skyblaze42, hash 5499, or you can reach me through the official Radio Sega Twitter, Discord, and Facebook. Um... I've actually realised that I've got tons of time, so I'm going to ask, uh, add a couple of tracks to the end of the show. So, from uh, the couple of tracks from Persona 5 Strikers, we've got an axe to grind. Ha ha ha, do you see what I did there? And then one of my personal uh, tracks, favourite tracks from Persona 5 Strikers, Daredevil. So, enjoy those two. I've been Skyblaze, this has been The Hidden Palace, here on Radio Sega. Stay tuned for SNS. Take care. Good night. Time in the world 
but you may have potential. Show them what you're capable.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.